is the fact that we could fix our mistakes. Now, the truth is, in real life, certain things are, you know, a person makes a mistake, it's sometimes you can't fix it. A person was not careful and was in a car accident and he lost one of his limbs. You know, there is uh, nothing right now that you could do with that. But generally speaking, spirituality, almost, uh, there's no sin that a person does that he cannot fix. That means the tshuva helps for almost any, 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 any aveda that you can imagine. That means no matter what a person has done, how bad he was, tshuva would really heal. Now, well, you know, if I have a chance, at the end I'll explain, but let's just say a simple thing. Let's just say a person by mistake, or b'shoigik, or even by mazit, <coughs> he was Mahal Shabbos. He did something that he shouldn't have done. Shuva will really help and wipe out the sin that he did. That is, even though it, 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 the sin caused extermination on himself, um, the, the whole creation even, and surrounding, the tshuva literally has a power to come and clean it out. Let me tell you a fascinating Zoya Kudush. It's a very interesting Zoya. The Zoya relates in a very, very frightening story. Zoya says like this, Reb Lozer Shimon. That was Reb Shimon by Choy's son, the famous Rajbi's son. Lozer Shimon, and Reb Yoisi, and Reb were walking on the road. And they see a snake charging down the road. So the Blue of Shimon being such a holy person, and he noticed the snake as it's charging stopped and he, can't, he doesn't budge. So he says, Nuchash, Nuchash, snake, snake. You don't push. You're not going to get where you want to go. Why don't you turn around and go to the cave down the hill and you'll see a guy who deserves to die? They look at him, you know what I mean? There's the friends look at him, they don't get anything. And they start asking him, what was this all about? So he says to him like this, my father, the holy Reb Shem taught me, when a snake charges this way, he sent to do a shlichus, to do his, you know, what he was sent for, and to kill someone. But all of a sudden, I saw a ruach of tshuva coming down, a spirit of tshuva, and they stopped the snake in its path. So I said to the snake, you're not going to get there where you were sent. Turn around, go to the cave, and you find, you find a person who deserves to die. No. So the friends wanted to check him out. So they go a little further and they find a person sitting and crying hysterical. Hysterical crying. And they ask him, why are you crying? So he said that I did a terrible, terrible sin. And, and all of a sudden I realized how horrible my sin was and I'm doing tshuva. So the power of regretting and doing tshuva, the, the, the ruach, it's called the spirit, came and stopped the snake in its tracks. So it really stopped the snake in its tracks. Now, the Gemara says when a person has to sin something terrible, the snake should bite him and kill them. It has to be either, that's a in the toilet, it has to be either incest, incest, with a child or with a mother, and asked him one of those terrible sins. And he did tshuva, and the tshuva helped, literally, the tshuva helped stop the snake in its path. Then, to finish the story, they, 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 they went down, his friends of Luzers went down to the cave, and he found the snake bit someone, and he squirreled on, and he, and he saw that he, they, uh, the, uh, look in his pocket, he found in his pocket Jewish writings, and a bunch of money, he says, he killed a Jew and he stole the, the, the writings and the money. That's why he deserved to die. 
But I want to bring out what the Zoe says, an powerful thing. The guy was sitting in the mountain, a snake was about to bite him. Somehow he had some great moment of Hirachuva, and it's talking about a terrible sin that he did. And it the sin that Shuva stopped the snake in its path. That's the power of Shuva. Like you know, this is a very important because often we don't believe how powerful Shuva could be. And really, Shuva is an incredible, incredible. It it cleans a person, and I'll show you later inside in the Chumash. I'll show you that how powerful really is. But I want to read the Rambam because uh, what he just gave us the copy chapter five to show us how can we inspire and work and do tshuva. And what is, why don't we often don't do tshuva? Sometimes Shoshana comes, Yom Kippur comes, and we just sit through the moments, the motions of shul. Sometimes we just don't take charge. So let me read the Rambam. Halacha Aleph, you see inside. The Rambam says, free will is granted to all men. We all have a free will, he says. If one desires to turn himself to the path of good and be righteous, the choice is his. Should he desire to turn the path of evil and be wicked, the choice is his. The first thing the Rambam teaches us, we have a choice in life. Very, very important. The Rambam, we're not going to read all the Rambam, but the Rambam has a whole chapter explaining this. And because this is a confusing for many people. Many people think that I really don't have a full choice, and I really was cornered, and really didn't have a free choice. The first thing a person has to tell himself, he has a free choice to do good or to do bad. No matter you are, you have your choices. You know, it's very difficult in life. Sometimes to know what the right choice is, but you remember you have a choice. It is tempting. Well, let's see, the Ramam explains. Many things are tempting for people. We are, that's why we're here. But we do have a choice to do or not to do. Because often we tell ourselves, well, don't really have a choice, and this isn't the way, that isn't the way. I always tell myself, and I always tell when I say and I speak about this topic, I always say, if I would offer you money, how much thing you think you could get it done? I used to give a class to older guys, single guys, who were not married. And one of the things I used to always tell them at the end of the class, I used to ask them, you know, if I would give you $10 million, do you think you'll find a wife in six weeks and get married? One guy says, Rabbi, for $10 million in a week I find a wife. It means sometimes, you know, they were, they were in, in, in their mind, I'm not going to get married. And then, you know, like how I'm, you, you know, of course, there's certain times, certain things, it's not up to you. But they, they had plenty of dates. They were just, uh, you know, schlepping and, you know, and, and this is not good, that's not good. You know, when you have a choice, the same thing is everything in life. I, a lady once asked me a, a, a simple question. I used to give a class Shabbos afternoon many years ago, and I spoke about how powerful happiness is for the children. That was the topic. So she says, Rabbi, I want to tell you what happened to me Friday. This Friday, I, I, I was bathing the, children, the baby, the younger one, and as I take the younger one out of the bath, the three-year-old goes, takes the coloring book, rips page by page, and throws it into the bathtub. Now you tell me that I should keep my cool. That's what you expect me to be, a smile. And, uh, so I said to the lady, I'm going to ask you a simple question. Let's imagine this, this happened in the winter. I don't remember exactly what happened in the afternoon. Let's say two hours before that, you got a phone call that you just won $50,000. Not $50 million, just $50,000 cash you won. And this episode happens again. I suspect you would have told yourself, this is a Kodak moment, let me get the camera and take a picture. <laughs> so it has to do how you decide in the moment. In that moment, you are agitated, and you let your feelings rule you. The, the truth is, 
if you are get yourself a, 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 your strand, you could change. But the the said what the Ramam says to us very powerful. We have the choice in our hands. Doesn't mean it's easy. Doesn't mean it's very easy. A person has a bad habit, and I could just like this. But you, it is. You could change it. Let's just read the Rambam. <clears throat> the next words, what he says. He said, "This is the intent of the Torah sta- statement in the beginning of Bereshis. Behold, man has become unique as ourselves. Man is unique, like I uh, like I was saying, knowing good and evil." So the Rambam says, "The human species became singular in the world, with no other species resembling it." And the following quality that man and his own initiative with his knowledge and thought know good and evil and do what he desires. There is no one who can prevent him from doing good or bad. The Ramam says that we are the only ones in the entire creation that we could know what's good and bad and we could choose good or bad. I always say the sun, I always tell the Moshe the sun, the sun you know, the sun is 330,000 times bigger than the mass of Earth. Can you imagine? The Earth, 330,000 Earths fit into the sun. Imagine how big the sun is. You know, the sun sets and rises exactly all the time, exactly. We could predict the sunrise and sunset another million years. He is Duh, he didn't wake up in a bad mood this morning, and he says, you know, I don't want to go out. I don't. I want to, I want to sleep in. You know what I mean? I, the sun doesn't have this, doesn't have it. You know, I don't want to shine today. I'm, I'm insulted, or I'm just, just whatever. I want to not do what I need to do. You know why? It, it's, it was created. He has no choice, and does exactly what Hashem programmed it. It's programmed with the same Amdavan in Chok, Nosan, Velo Yavad. It's a Chok that Hashem gave, and it Lo Yavad. It doesn't, it does exactly. We are the ones who have a free choice. And because we have a free choice, that's why we are responsible what we do. And for that reason, not only are we responsible, we can do tshuva. See, you can't say I'm sorry deeply if you really convince yourself you didn't have a choice. Your sorry comes, I, 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 I goofed, I shouldn't have done it. But if you, if, if the more you take responsible what you do, the more you, I'm sorry is going to be deeper, I'm sorry. But if the part of you says, well, I was in a, you know, I was, I, you know, maybe, but, you know, there's a lot of excuses. Excuses are excuses. Then you don't really, I'm sorry. This is between a spouse, husband and wife. Both ways. If you by a mistake hurt your spouse, if you really say, I am really sorry, it's hard not, not to accept the apology. But if you come with excuses, well, I was busy, and it doesn't help. I always tell young people when you come, when you apologize, don't give excuses. Just say, I'm sorry I did it. When my wife gets annoyed with me, I always tell her, and she always laughs. She said, told me yesterday, but I'm saying it again. I say it again. You know, if you say I'm sorry, and even though she's annoyed with me, but it's, I'm saying I'm sorry. I don't say excuses. The more you start saying excuses, that means you don't feel so sorry. Well, I was late, and someone kept me up, and I, and, and I forgot to get the milk for you. You know, all excuses. That's not I'm sorry. So to Hashem... We say directly, I am, we are responsible, and I'm really sorry. And the Rebunsham knows why we are shortcoming. He doesn't, he doesn't have to be told. He knows our makeup. But we have to take responsibility. And then that shuv is so powerful. So that's what the Rambam says. Is the whole chapter in the Rambam. I wish we'd have more time. But let me tell you a very powerful statement. The Rambam made two great books. He made a book called the Yad Chazuka. These are the Alochas. Made a sefer which is awed in the Jewish. In the, you know, the Ramam sefer in the Yad Chazuka, the Alochas, is like it's it's unbelievable how much respect and awe we have for him. Then he made a book about philosophy, which we don't learn. Famous, the guide to the perplexed. We don't learn it. In the Rambam in the Alochas sefer does not 
talk about any philosophy. The only philosophical question that Raman deals in this chapter is one thing. If Hashem knows exactly what it's going to be tomorrow, do I still have a free choice? You know, an interesting philosophical question, but us, most people don't care about these questions. That's not our Yetzirah. You know, our Yetzirah is simple desires and, and COVID. In those days, in Rambam's times, this was a f- challenging question. If Hashem knows what's going to be tomorrow, and Rambam goes into detail. Why did Rambam ask this question? Because for that question, when it bothers someone, then he sort of convinced himself, I really don't have a free choice. I've heard this from people. I've heard from people who did terrible things and they tried to excuse themselves that they didn't have a choice and it was this and that. You know, a person, the first thing you choose is to tell yourself, I had a choice and it was challenging, it was tempting, but I did the wrong thing. You know that when a person does this, He frees himself emotionally incredible. It's an incredible, healthy, emotional mistake. A person has a free choice, and even though it was tempting, it was difficult, but I did the wrong choice. See, life, the the Rabbani Shalom gave us a Yetzirah for our benefit. Because it wouldn't be for the Yetzirah it wouldn't be for the Yetzirah, then, you know, we would be like the sun, do exactly what we programmed. See, we wake up in a bad mood. I always tell people, we wake up in the Sunday blues, or Matu Shabbos blues, or we wake up and we don't even know why. We're just in a bad mood. Finished. No explanation. Or sometimes, you know, we are tempted. You know, we want to be, do something and we have temptation. That's what Hashem gave us, the challenge. If we wouldn't have all these challenges, we would be just programmed, do the right thing, and we don't get schah. We are, and we have, not only we're tempted, we have challenges, we have a challenge of temptation, we have a challenge how to get along with people, we have a challenge to be honest in business, we have a challenge to raise a family and to do the right thing. We are challenged in so many ways. So the Rambam says, this all challenges we have is for one reason. Because the Rebbe wants to see, now do the right thing. And we do the right thing where our schar is great. We didn't do the right thing. We have this incredible gift from Hashem that we could do tshuva and he wipes it away. Imagine we come to Hashem with a great debt. You know, we have, a, you know, I always say this every year I think to myself. Imagine a person who has all his credit card maxed out. It happens to the best of us maxed out and he's, you know, his panos is not doing well. And he's told, you come into the, to this guy, to his office, you say to him a few words, he's going to wipe your credit clean. I think there'll be a line lined up miles long. Here we have sinned. We have did it unwillingly, willingly, tempted. And Hashem says to us, all you got to do is say a deep, I'm sorry, you say that I'm sorry, I would wipe it clean. But you have to say, I explained this, the, the, the I'm sorry has to be in, in a depth felt way, the more you feel about it. And the depth felt comes, the, the better you understand that you had a free choice, the easiest for you to say I'm sorry. As, if you tell yourself, I didn't have a 100% free choice, then I'm sorry, you'll be less than 100% too. You know, because if I am responsible, I made the wrong, it is my will, I am really sorry. But if you tell yourself, well, I was born this way, and the situation was not, then, you know, not in a good situation. You know, I, I want to show you, we say in davening, the power of tshuva. I want to read this capital, tell him, and say this, you know, the, at least the men say it twice uh, every day from from Yishchidish Elul till uh, after Sheminat Tzeres. Now this is called the Duvid Hashem Oyeri I want to just read it and show you an, an incredible thing in Tehillim, the power of tshuva. So 
it begins, I just want to read the Sukkim, if I, if I look inside, of David the Lord is my light and my salvation. Hashem is my light and is my salvation. Who shall I fear? You know, you don't say the words, who I shall fear, unless there is fear. You know, a mother's walking with a child on the street, and the dog is coming, mommy says, don't be afraid. She didn't tell him, don't be afraid about the roach coming. You know, you think about the dog. When, is, when, you are, when you are facing a little fear, you say, whom shall I fear? So David the Melech was in a bad predicament, and he says to himself, talks to himself, himself, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life, whom shall I be, from whom shall I be frightened? If Hashem is the stronghold of my life, I am not going to let myself be frightened, he says. When evildoers draw near to me to devour my flesh, the Dovid Amalek is saying this capital Tillam. We know that Tillam he said it from own experience, and the reason and this experience of his own is experience for the Jewish nation. And he says, when my enemies come close to me, literally to devour my flesh. He's saying, I'm in a terrible city. They want to not just kill me, they just uh, they want to devour me. My adversaries and my enemies against me, they stumbled and fell. Then the, the, Pusik, the third Pusik says even more profound. If camp encampus against me, which really means if they, a whole group of people are out to hurt me, you know, to go to battle with me. Get battle with me is, is mamish, it's a war. If someone wants to hurt you, and he gets the opportunity to hurt you. War means, this is the worst, the guys, when a guy's in war with you, he is constantly trying to kill you. You find sometimes an evil person, you bump him, he might do something evil to you. Here, Dovid the Melech is saying, worse, they are, my enemies are out with war. War means that they're planning all day long to hurt me. He says, my heart should not fear, I have no fear, if a war should rise against me, in this I trust. He says, in this I trust. Everyone asks, what does Dovid the Melech say? In this, I trust. Rasha in Tehillim says a very interesting thing. Rasha says, I trust the fact that I said these words. Because I, I began to explain when Dovid Melech says, I have no fear. You only say this to yourself when you have fear. You know that. But he says, but I the fact that I'm repeating this, this causes my trust. The Zoyer says a frightening thing, the Zoyer says. The Zoe says, you know, and this I have no I, I have no fear. The Zoe says that it means because I do tshuva, and the tshuva is so powerful that it will stop my enemy in its tracks. That means it's not not enough. The word is not saying because I said, tell him it's gonna help me. He didn't say because I did many mitzvahs, it's gonna help me. Was an incredible learned person. He learned all day. He, he composed music and tell him that's that's not going to help me when I'm in trouble. You know what's going to help me when I'm in trouble? This the zoy says the word zois in Hebrew. He translates in English, which he says I will and, and and this I trust. And this means zois. The zoy says zois means tshuva because the pusik says kamitzvah zois tshuva So the power of tshuva is so powerful that if you're in trouble and someone is bothering you and you're afraid something is going to happen, the power of tshuva is so powerful that it will stop things in trust. Just like I said from the zoyer. So he said, the tshuva, what did the tshuva do? Stop the snake in his trap. Imagine the snake was sent to come bite this guy. But all of a sudden he had a great thoughts of tshuva and he was crying. Stop the snake in his trap. You're in trouble. You know what's going to help a person when in trouble? The power that he did tshuva. And the reason for this is, and, and Hasidus, this is explained a very, very powerful way. And I'm going to try to simplify it. Shuva comes before from Olam Habina. Bina means before the world was created. The world is created in seven days. That's the seven spheres. And the Shuva comes from Olam Bina before. So it has such a powerful thing that it could stop anything in creation. A mitzvah is very great. The Vedamelech made many, many, many mitzvahs. 
But to help it in trouble, in desire, in dire states where he was, the tshuva could change it. This is why it's so powerful to do tshuva. And I always, you know, I always tell myself that it's when you're in trouble, that's the hard time to do tshuva. I remember many years ago, I was ill. They couldn't figure out what it was. Turned out I had a, a CMV infection. It was many years, about 25 years ago. And I remember that, you know, I wanted to sit laying in bed and I was even hospitalized, I was dehydrated. It's very hard to do tshuva when you're so not feeling well. You know when it's easy to do tshuva? When you feel good. When things are going good. Then it's much easier just to say, take time, when you do feel good. And things are not chaos. When things are chaos, it's much harder to sit down and say, I'm sorry. Things are much more calm to take time. We are so blessed we have these days. I always tell people, instead of being nervous that the Rosh Hashanah is coming, take the opportunity. This is a gift of Hashem. That here we have, and Hashem says to I'll love you, I'll hug you, you'll be mine. Just, just say I'm sorry. How often, isn't that true? If you have a family, and one of your family members hurt you, all these things, just say I'm sorry, I'll give you a hug. What's, what's the hardship? And it doesn't, and you get more distance. That's lahavdil. that's what Hashem test, says to us. Hashem says to us, all I want is your, your sorry, and this power of tshuva will watch you and help you in the, in the dire states. I, I, I want to show you another incredible thing. This week we read in the Pasha about the Egle Harufa, this new page where the rabbi brought in. I'm going to show you something incredible powerful. Incredible. You know, the Egle Harufa, let me explain this. Called Egle Harufa means the calf that they knock the head off. That comes the end of the Pasha last week. And let me just briefly explain. The Torah is talking about if you find someone murdered. You find someone murdered. It's a mitzvah, Sanhedrin, to come and measure the, the, the slain person, which city is the closest, and that city has to bring a egla, a calf, and they take it into a valley and they knock the head off, and the Sanhedrin has to say vidi. Vidi means a confession. And, that's, and that is going to help that uh, the blood that was spilled it shouldn't hurt the community. It shouldn't hurt Claudius. So I want you to read a pasuk. Uh, number seven. If you see pasuk number seven, so this is the because number six is telling you the elders of the city. You see number six, the elders of the city who are nearest to the corpse shall wash their hands over the calf that was decapitated in the valley. So number seven it says, and they will say a vidi. Vidi means they will. Confess, and they shall announce and say, Our hands did not shed this blood, nor did our eyes see this crime. So the Gemara asks a question. What is the Sanhedrin? They say, Our hands did not shed this blood, and our eyes did not see the crime. Of course not. We have no idea. We find someone murdered. We have no idea. No forensic uh, uh, evidence. No, you have no idea what happened if someone was murdered. What is so the Gemara explains a very interesting thing. Sanhedrin is in charge to make safety. Things should be safe. So the Sanhedrin says we made sure things were safe. That means we made sure if someone left the city, they made sure they gave you food. When a person was traveling and he left the city, we made sure he had food because maybe the lack of food, he did went and he stole food and then got into trouble, he was murdered. We made sure that things in the city, the safety was done. That's what it means. We didn't cause willingly blood should be shed, nor did we see. That means we, we didn't do, any, do anything not good that this should have happened. Then, I'll, I'll, I'll explain this in the middle how profound this is, but I want to first end the next verse. And he says, Atone your people, Israel, who you have redeemed, O Lord, Allay not the guilt and the innocent blood among your people in Israel. Now, we say a tone for your people whom you have redeemed. Why does the Torah says the vidi should be for the people 
who will you redeem? Just atone us. Atone us. There was a tragedy. Please forgive us. Why does it talk about which you redeemed? Says in the Gemara a fascinating thing. The Gemara says, you know, an Egla Rufa has many different halachas, which I'm not going to go into, when you could bring this sacrifice. Not always can you bring it. If ever happened since Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim that there was a murdered person and we didn't bring this sacrifice, by saying this vidi, it was retroactively to forgive from Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim till today's day. The power of doing tshuva is so powerful, the Sanhedrin does, that it not only atones for our sin now, it literally atones for the sin going back till you see some time. If this ever happened in another place, and they never brought this Egla uh, Rufa, by saying it now, it will atone. It, that's the power of tshuva. Let me tell you what Rabbi Chaim Vital says, and, and uh, from the reason, another powerful thing. You know, there's a problem over here in the Pasik. What is the problem? They say, the Sanhedrin says, again, and our hands did not shed this blood, nor did our see the crime. Why are we saying vidi? We don't know what we, we didn't do anything. So what are you confessing? You know, you know, it's a simple question. We're saying we didn't see, we didn't do anything wrong. So what are you confessing? You know, then confession is a joke. The guy says, just say, I'm sorry, for what? I mean, then again, so the, the Gemara says a very interesting thing. Somehow this happened. Somehow the community has some type of negligence. Even though you don't know exactly, by confessing, you wipe out the sins no matter what. Even you don't know exactly. You know, you do say, but you don't know, you say, please forgive me. In, in the video of Yom Kippur, we say, if you pay attention, it says, we say, vidi for the sins, but we know it helps if you try to remember your own, and I don't know. Let me tell you a fascinating story. The Rizal told Reb Chaim Vital, the Rizal was the greatest bound kubel that existed. He single-handedly changed Klal Yisrael. All the Chassidish Svarim is based on his teaching. Everything, the Svardim, the Rizvardim followed. It is, it's, it's unbelievable how a young man like this, he died, he was 36 years old. Some say he was 38, but he was very young. And he literally changed the face of the Jewish nation single-handedly. And he was the greatest Baal Kubel. And he's, <clears throat> he told this Talmud, his beloved Talmud, you're not going to live long. I think the Talmud asked him, Chaim Vital, would I live long? He said, I don't see a long life for you. He went home that day. And his Talmud didn't come to learn for three days, and they did tshuva. Comes back, and Riza looks at his forehead. He had, uh, Riza was able to look at the forehead. Person know everything. He says, "You will grow to an old man." And he said, "You did tshuva." So he says, "I had no idea what I needed to do tshuva, but I said to the Rebbeinu Shlom, whatever I did in the last Gilgal, last Gilgal, the last time I was on Earth, please forgive me for my shortcomings." So the reason I'll explain, if I could get punished for the last Gilgal, then I could do tshuva for the last Gilgal. You can't have it both ways. So he did tshuva, and the tshuva, even though he had no idea what. But the tshuva is so powerful, it could wipe away the sins that you did. Not only, not only what uh, here right now, but if you say, I'm most probably am here because I goofed. The last time I was around, I always joke with my friends, and I say to them that Shulchan Aruch says that now generations, we, we don't know how to do many things. And I remember when I was a young, I was very young when they landed on the moon. I was a teenager. And I remember saying, what do you mean we don't know? We landed on the moon. Why does it say in Shulchan Aruch with such batlonim? Batlonim means we don't know do things right and we have to be machma. We landed on the moon. Then it hit me. I have a proof that we are a batlon. I think a batlon means someone who doesn't do the job correctly. What am I doing in this world again? I goofed last time, and Hashem gave me another opportunity. So we hear, it's like, and I, I joke with my children, when they, they have to make a makeup test, how you say, when they, they don't do a test, and so the teacher says, come back. We have a makeup test. We have, we are here. 
But our tshuva could work to wipe everything away. Not only what we lived in this world. This, this is what it says in this week's Pasha. When the vidi they said, so they said, Asher Pedisu, that vidi, what that city made, is so powerful to wipe the sin, anything like that, till from Yitzhiz Mitzrayim. Amazing. The koyach of confessing and taking responsibility is so powerful that it helps for other people too. Now this is of course the, the this is of course the Sanhedrin doing it for such a sin, but every person in their own it helps. Let me even tell you another powerful Shivat. In the Vidi, you notice we always say the name Hashem, Una Hashem, which is the Yud K Vov K. You know the Shamavaya means it's not the Shamalakim, it's Shamavaya. Una Hashem. That that name of Hashem means Hashem is, was, and will be. That represents that Hashem is above time. He created, we do, we understand it much better today. Time is a creation, it's a third dimension. Time is a creation. The Bodhisattva was, the reason we use this name of Hashem, because Shuva is so powerful that it walked backwards and it could walk forwards. The power of Shuva is so powerful that it helps a person even later in life because Abu Letar, if you come to do tshuva, you will have help. So the next time you'll be in a bad bind, the tshuva, you knowing without knowing, will come and help you. So, no, what, I mean from this world, you mean when you come. Well, that, see, that reason why that is, because there's one of the most, let me explain what he asked. He's saying, it's, it sounds depressing that we didn't come down to this world with a clean slate. You know, one of the most profound questions that bothers everyone, why me? Why am I going through a tough time? You know, we always have this question. I always joke about it. No one ever came to my office and said to me, why me? Everything is going so good for me. That never happened. <laughs> never. They always come and they say to me, why am I going through such a tough time? Why this and why? And it is a question that Moshe Rabbeini asks, and he doesn't have a clear answer. And Moshe Rabbeini wrote a whole Sefer Eve called Job just to deal with this question. And the end of Eve, there's an answer which is very not clear, and the Ramban and the Rizal explain, that's called the Sod HaGilgal. Some Eve was a Gilgal of Terach, and this was his ticket that he had to come down. So then we come down, and sometimes children from, uh, suffer from day one all their lives. They have pain. That is the, the common. Now, if a person does tshuva, very often it will wash away everything. Depends on the sin. It's not so simple as we, I make it. The Rizal has a whole safer called Shara Gigum to explain this. It's, it's, it sounds simple. It's extremely not simple. But I'm going to focus on the power of Shu is so powerful that it works forward, now, and ahead of you. That it could wash away the, the power of the Shuva. That's how powerful it is. Yes? Well, that's a good question. She asked a very, very, very good question. She's asking if you do tshuva and it has a ticket, then maybe uh, she finished. Should, we should expire. Well, you see, the Bahaim Vital did tshuva, and, and Rizal said, You fixed all the things that you did in the last Google. He lived to 80 years old. Uh, we're not sure if you're 82 or not 80. This is going back 550 years almost. It's 500 years. Well, more than 500 years. Those days, 80 years old is like 110 nowadays. Those days, very few people have been ripped the ripe old age. No, the Koyach Tshuva is, it gives you life too. It helps you. But the, what I really want to bring out is to take advantage of tshuva, not to make it look like a sad and you know depressing thing. It's an incredible uplifting thing. You ever notice when you do take responsibility what you do, you feel great emotionally. People who are, are, are take 
Ol Malchish Maimi, they take responsibility for the shortcomings, are much happier than people are not responsible. People don't take responsibility, they always blame others. Ever notice depressed people? Everyone is at fault. He is at fault, she is at fault, my neighbors are at fault, my mother laws at fault, and the whole world is at fault. The government is at fault. People who take responsibility for themselves are not busy blaming the world. This is what my life, what can I do, how can I live better, how can I speak less, how can I do the right thing, how can I change this year to be a better person, what should I change, and how can I say I'm sorry. You take charge of your life. Tshuva helps a person to elevate themselves in a much happier place. No, the mid, no, the pa- No, no, no. Of course not. The mitzvah is the basic of, you know, a tshuva is like going to a doctor. Your, your eyes need to be healthy. A doctor can help you with your glasses. You know, if a guy has a stomach problem, the stomach is the most important thing. But now the stomach is off kilter, or whether you're suffering something, the medicine will help you. But tshuva has a zgula, what we're explaining. It's so powerful that it comes in and helps a person in many, many ways. Of course, the davening is important, keeping the mitzvahs is important, keeping Shabbos, and keep not speaking gossip. All the mitzvahs in the Torah is, is what we are. This is what we are. Tshuva helps us to make, to sure that we still stay attached to Hashem. Let me make it very simple. I'm sure everyone has the best shalom bias. But once in a while, by mistake, you get into an argument with your wife. And you really hurt your spouse, or you get hurt from your spouse. A, A true I'm sorry just washes it away, and you feel even closer. That's the reality. You feel at that moment, if you ever experience such a feeling, you really apologize and you, much, you both feel much closer to each other. The tshuva helps a person getting close to Hashem because a sin makes a, makes a separation and the tshuva washes away that and makes the person much more closer. The effect that it has, when we're in trouble, it does have a very powerful effect. That's true. Right. Right. That's true. The tshuva fixes things backwards, so things should be should uh, should work out better. That is true. Let let me let me let me address something which um, I was asked this Friday. This question, you know, uh, someone asked me. That in a Chabad they say, think good, it's going to be good. This young man tells me, and he's going, his business is, he, mamish, he lost his old business. And so I explained to him, we say to Hillam, there's a posse, he says, Habiteach Bashem, person that betoch in Hashem, Chesed Yisoyuveni. Chesed would surround the person. So the, the, <clears throat> The Radak explains what does that mean, Abetech Bashem? It doesn't say if you have Betoch and Hashem, nothing's going to happen to you. The proof to this is, Dovid Amelech was the epitome of Betochen we learned from King David and Tilam. All about Betochen, Dovid Amelech is full of Betochen. You read Tilam, and even in English, it is awesome how much Betochen. It literally was the brink of death a dozen times, and rely totally on Hashem. But it means, chesed soveveni, so the Rishonim say, the message really says, we do tshuva, the Rishonim sent chesed, and slowly your problems will go away. If you don't do tshuva, then the problems will stick. When you do tshuva, chesed will surround you. doesn't mean that all of a sudden, see what, what he's asking, and many people ask, life, we expect, let, let me explain something. Uh, uh, I think it's Lamed Beis, or Lamed Beis, I think. Capital Lamed Beis. You know, in life, we expect to wake up in the morning and everything should be smooth sailing today. 
I always tell people, right after a Yom Kippur, we expect that this year everything will be so smooth and no headaches and the children will behave. My spouse will do everything that I need and it's going to be great. This is a fantasy. This is never exists and will never exist. You wake up in the morning fresh and you hope today is going to be great, but I'm telling you, every one of you, I wish you have the sweetest day, but we're going to have problems today. There's going to be headaches with your family or whatever you deal. There's ups and downs in every way. The trick is to say, I am here to take care of the chaos in my life. That's what I'm here for. doesn't mean I don't expect to be big chaos, but there'll be disappointments and there's going to be this. Many, many people have this thinking that life must be smooth sailing, and if it's not, it's devastating. Life is never. Raising a family is difficult. Being, just getting married is difficult. Raising a family, being a grandfather is difficult. Being, you know, teenagers having is difficult. This, this is, so we, when you think this way, then people think, I shouldn't have any problems. Then we always say, why me? It's not why me. Life is chaos. I say over a story, which this taught me very, very powerful, this story. There was once upon a time an airline called TWA, if you remember that. I was stuck in New York, traveling to L.A., and it was a snowstorm, and we were waiting in the airport almost seven hours, imagine, coming back. And I, everyone was down, everyone. There was two ladies who were very animated, running around taking notes. And I finally approached them and says, everyone, the pilot, everyone is down. You guys are full of animal. What's your job of it? says, we come in when there's chaos. That's our job. You know, when there's, this is really, we, normally we do boring things when there's chaos. We normally, that doesn't have to be a snowstorm. If a plane, you know, there's a mechanical problem, you have to change plane. So, ah, I said, that's what we have to look at life. She was animated, full of life. This is what she was hired for. We are also hired for our personal chaos. There is chaos. The trick is, is to take charge, to do tshuva, to do the right thing. We cannot take it out. That's what life is. Having the most loving marriage and having the best children, there's, there's no such a thing. It's a fantasy. You know, pain is pain. It is what it is. The trick is, what I want to focus really today is, is when a person does tshuva, it has a power to help him. It doesn't mean you're going to be free of pain. Abisha should help us. None of us should have pain. We should have, but the reality is, they will. I say in davening, the first thing we say, write in the book of life all the Jewish people. Now, is that real? No one's going to die this year. I mean, no one's going to die. We, 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 the first prayer, especially if you translate it, it means literally life. Some learns it goes on. But the simple translation is life. We have to ask Hashem for the ultimate, and He'll do His already. Of course, they're gonna, they're gonna, people are going to pass away, and life is going to continue, and there will be people who get sick, and, and the, that's... There's a above Cheshman, which Rabbi uh, runs the world. What we have to do is do tshuva, because the tshuva really helps you to achieve the ultimate goal that you could have in this world. And as I said, the tshuva will help you wipe away the past, helps you in the present, and will help you in the future. That doesn't mean that after Rosh Hashanah and after Yom Kippur, every business deal is going to go to the point, and your children are going to behave, and they're going to do the homework, and life is going to be boring. I always tell people, imagine everything goes good, life is going to be boring. But it's not. The, the, the challenges of life never leaves us. Till, the last, till we close our eyes, the challenge of life doesn't leave it. But Shuva helps us to, to wash away big pains and help us see life differently. Opens our eyes. So, really what I want to... I want to say over here, is take advantage of these holy days. This is what I want to say. You know, it is a great, it's 22 days left till Rosh Hashanah. Now, we could do tshuva from today till Yom Kippur and Bachsidim, we say till Rosh Hashanah Rabbah. 
but that you should know that every time you sit down, you say, I'm sorry to Hashem, the effect is unbelievable. We don't see it, but you got to believe. That's what Duba the Malach says, I trust in this. Zois means, the Zois is the trust. I trust in the power of tshuva. That is gonna, and that's why Duba the Malach was holding on. He was frightened. And this t- capital Tilim goes to every one of us. That's why we say it nowadays. Every one of us has challenges, which sometimes frighten you. Sometimes you I don't know how I'm going to climb out of this hole. The Dovod Melech always says, Bezois, with the koich tshuva that I was doing, I rely on Hashem. Dovod Melech had unbelievable pains in life. Just briefly to say, imagine he has one son, one of his children rapes his sister. Amnon raped his sister. Toma. Just, that itself is frightening. Then one of the brothers, the brother of Toma, goes and re- takes revenge and, how you say, bludgered him to death. He killed Amnon. And then Avisholem comes later, tries to kill his own father. Not only tries to kill Dovah the Melech, but he raped ten of his wives in public. Can you imagine? Imagine the humiliation, the pain that Dovah the Melech had. But, you see, Dovah the Melech was such a great man, he, we say in Tillam, Mizmele Dovid, Bevarchoi, Bipne Avesholam Benoi. Dovah the Melech was singing when he's running away from his son. The Gemara says, You singing? Are you kidding me? You're running for your life and you sing? Dovah the Melech knew, if I don't run, I am chopped liver. There's no question about it. Why, you singing? You should cry. On this question, there's really three. three. The Gemara asked the question, the, the, Shalma, the Medish asked the question, and the Zoyer asked the question. How is it that Dovah the Malach was running for his life and takes out a fiddle and starts singing? Or we, would look to, we would say this is absurd. We would say, you know, this guy's a hippie. I don't know what we would say. You know, take out a thing, you're running for your life, and you take out a musical instrument. So the Gemara says, Dovid the Melech, Hashem tell Dovid, someone, because you sin with the Batsheva, someone is going to come and is going to terrorize you. He saw his own son, he calmed down because he's not going to do, he's not going to wipe my family out totally. Some families will remain. Imagine. One answer. The, the Medrish says another answer. The reason he sang, when he was running, he said, I have good friends running with me. I'm not running alone. So he sang. The Zoya says, the most profound, Tobin Melech says, I have pain. Yay, Hashem is forgiving me. I have pain. Great. Hashem is a point that is forgiving me. He's giving me pain and my sins are going to be wiped away. We have to be. We're not Dovah Melech. We have pain. We quetch. We cry. Dovah Melech says, Great! I have my pain. This is a good sign that Hashem is going to forgive me. Now, we're not Dovah Melech. I'm not expecting we should walk out. The next time you have a toothache and start singing, take out a fiddle. We have a toothache. We don't know what to do with ourselves. But the truth is that that's, we're not expecting to be Dovah Melech. But the fact that, you know, tshuva helps a person is incredible. I hope all of you take time for yourself. The, the trick is to take time for yourself and sit down for 20 minutes and say just to Hashem, I'm so sorry what I did. You'll see how powerful that is. Okay, thank you.